Hello and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. I am the aforementioned Bedlam, DM of this actual play D&D podcast. This podcast picks up our story midway through our current campaign, and while there is a brief recap of the previous session following the player introductions, a more thorough summary of the events that have transpired will soon be available. As is the nature of stories involving good versus evil, our arc has brought us to some darker aspects of things, sometimes amplified by the fantastical setting. Some of the situations portrayed may be too intense for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you enjoy listening to our story as much as we enjoyed creating it. I'm Carrie. I am playing Tylalore slash Gwendolith. I am a half-elf fighter, currently going through an emotional identity struggle and working with Grom and Vladgain and everyone else to figure out our quests and where we need to go from there. My name is Peyton. I am playing Mirmolnir, the Amethyst Dragonborn monk. My clan and I follow the way of the shadow that lived a quiet life underground, all in service to our god, Quisodros. I am on a personal quest to retrieve a stolen artifact and avenge the deaths of those that lost their lives attempting to protect it. And in that quest, I have found a group of people that even though are different from me in many ways, make me feel like I belong. Something I haven't felt in a long time. I am Mark. I am playing Latgain. He is a blue-skinned dragonborn. He's a wizard. I don't know. Lost in time and space, yeah. Will I be Grom the Toothy? And I'm from a tribe up north called the Bone Splitters. I moved south when my family was killed by a large beast. Since I've moved south, I've met up with this band of ragtag hooligans that have taken me in and I consider my family. I'd gladly fight and die for them, but that'd be the story of Grom. Last session, the party regrouped at the Siren after acquiring the necessary resources to gain access to the inner sanctum of Ezekiel's exotic eccentricities. After noticing an Advarisian search party take note of them, they traveled to Ezekiel's and were shown to an underground bank of rooms where Grinzander's daughter Valerie was being held. Along the way, they discovered a copious amount of inhumane atrocities occurring in this place but restrained themselves from intervening so as to not endanger Valerie. As they traveled back upstairs, Valerie informed the group that Grinzander's valet, Vaxador, was also currently on the premises and pleaded with them to help him as well. Back in the curio shop proper, they had Ezekiel secure them a coach, and upon seeing that the driver was one they recognized to be deemed safe, Grom pushed Valerie out the door and locked it behind her. The group then unleashed their vengeance upon Ezekiel and every single party involved with the abhorrent place. In doing so, they released a female orc, a dwarven woman, and successfully freed Vaxador. They also discovered a small elven child named Nurma that took a liking to Mirmolnir, and the large dragonborn agreed to let her stay with them until they could get her someplace safe. The group now stands in the abandoned hallway with Vaxador and Nurma in the aftermath of their retribution. <laughs> Nurma, she's so cute. <laughs> well, how much time do we have here until somebody else comes trying to buy or use this place, you think? I don't really think there's a way for us to determine that. Hmm. But I say, as far as I'm concerned, anybody that shows up while we're fleecing the joint, we can just add to this pile of bodies. I'm inclined to agree with Grom on that. So we gotta camp out here then? 
probably upstairs, not down here, right? Let's go see what we can uh, loot from this place and get the heck out of here. The real question would be, I suppose, is what do we do with all these bodies to make sure that nothing leads back to Grinzander? How would it lead back to him? He's not the one with the face that's been confronting and trying to get the information to get inside. Well, as far as I can tell, the only body that won't be in the mix will be the one of his daughter. Everybody else ran away. If we burn the place down, they won't really know the difference. Well, I like where your head's at, doll. These walls stone, or...? Yeah. Do you happen to have any spells that will melt stone in there? <laughs> I don't have any melting stone spells, no, and I... To be honest, I think I have to take a little rest before I'm able to do much of anything. Well, we should probably get what we can, while we can. I'm gonna start in the back and start going through all the bodies that we've <laughs> created, I suppose. If you guys wanna start searching in here, get everything that you can think is valuable. We'll certainly need plenty of coin to help that little one that's clinging to you there, Knuckles. Why do they call you Knuckles? Because he's the size of a horse and he can punch through a damn wall. Look at the size of that fist. You have some blood on your knuckles right now. Sadly, all of that is his own. Oh, sweetling. But that floor over there is certainly worse the wear for it. <laughs> uh, Grom gets up and walks to the end of the corridor, and he's going to start going through the bodies. Okay, where are you starting? Very back. I believe there was the character that Tyler Lore executed uh, at the end of the hall. Yeah. I'll start with him. He said he had lots of money. Let's he definitely he tried to bribe his way into keeping his life. Next time, doll, let him pay before you kill him. That way you don't have to soil your hands digging through their pockets. <laughs> you kind of made a mess of this one. You know, it was worth it, though. Um, it is kind of a sticky, bloody mess. Uh, but go ahead and roll me an investigation. 19 total. You don't really find too much worth of value on him. He was kind of down here doing his thing. Looks like he didn't really bring his purse with him. All right, while I'm down, I'm gonna, I'll take his scalp. We should probably figure out what that role is to how viable a scalp, a scalp is. Uh, so let's do sleight of hand. 14. No, that's a... That's a nicely cut scalp. It is a nicely cut scalp. People are gonna see this cloak of scalp. <laughs> They're gonna be like, that is a good one. <laughs> he is an artisan. There's an edge or two that have a little couple jagged hiccups, but... Well, I, I am using a bone knife, so... Yeah, so then I would go into the, the door, open that door up, uh, the lady that I just murdered, and without touching her or getting too close, I want to just, yeah, see if there's anything of interest that I might find. Roll investigation. Yeah, it's an eight, so it doesn't, I don't know. There's not a lot of clothing in this room. As you kind of poke through and dig around, there's copious amounts of blood, as she was covered in blood when you found her. The corpse that is with her has been mutilated to the extent that, uh, well, she wanted to produce as much blood as possible. So you really get two sticky dead bodies and not sticky in a good way. Yeah, so I'll just leave that room then and start heading upstairs. Um, as you walk away, something grabs your leg. And <laughs> you ever see a dragonborn jump out of his scales? <laughs> <laughs> There's a and naked lizard running down the hall. <laughs> that blood-covered elven woman lashes out and grabs your ankle and... Yeah, so I freak out. I pull back, and if I can grab my crossbow, I will be loading that up and shooting again. Roll me a... Um... Wait, real quick. The elven woman is the one that... The victim. You mind spike? Or the victim? Oh. Okay, I was like, finishing off the victim. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Uh, dexterity saving throw. A 17? Yeah, you have no problem pulling your leg from her grasp. 
And then go ahead and roll an attack. Plus dex. Oh, okay. Uh, 14. 14. That, uh, yeah, no problem. Roll damage. Ooh. Uh, so that is an 8 plus 2, so 10. All right. So tell me what that looks like. So I'm fumbling back, and it is very much a lucky fumble that I grab the crossbow, and I feel like I'd be slipping back and probably fall and shoot, and the crossbow just, the bolt just goes straight through her head. Square in the center of her forehead. Uh, you guys see Lagane kind of stumble backwards out of the door and fall on his butt and discharge his weapon. Yeah, okay. This thing just attacked me again, and I'll be standing up, getting up at this point, and I'm going to close the door. Okay. So confused. I thought I had knocked it out or killed her before, but it came after me. Feisty bitch. I'm just going to be keeping looking through the door for any kind of movement or anything. Mirma, what, what are you wearing? Kind of just wearing kind of a robe around my waist. I got kind of some basic wraps around my arms. Kilt slash robe. Yeah. With that little exchange, that, that little flurry of activity, um, Derma has grabbed a hold of your utility kilt and has kind of buried her face in it. I'm just going to pick her up, kind of just hold her in kind of a shielding way, and I'm going to start making my way, trying to get up into the store. Is there any way that I can see to lock this door from the outside here? Uh, roll investigation. Five. Actually, you see a keyhole. It looks crude, but effectively you don't really see any way for you to lock the door without a key or trying to stick something or try to, to trip the, the deadbolt. Grom, why don't you, you stated you want to search everybody. So why don't you give me one more investigation. Nineteen. Um, unfortunately, everybody down here was uh, there for business, and they left all of, if not most of, their valuables uh, elsewhere. Uh, the two that were in Vaxdor's room. Vaxdor, having taken one of their pair of pants, makes bunny ears and the pockets, and looks like they were here for a purpose. I'll be taking the scalps of all of the dead here as well. All of the dead? All of the perpetrators? Perpetrators. Okay, so including the elven woman in red there? Yep. All right, so you can give me three slides of hand, or... 16, 18... 11, plus 5 to all of those. No, you've gotten pretty good at this. I will say, however, that uh, in the room, you come up and you see that Blackgain is startled before you walk into that room. I don't think you want to go in that one. There's not much left. Hey, what do you mean by that? Well, look, my bolt's right through her, her head there. Ah, uh, it's nice when you got a handle. I'll be back in a second. Would you like your bolt back? Sure. All right. I'm just holding my crossbow, kind of aiming at her. Grom walks in. He kind of obscures your view a little bit as he crouches down in front of her. I wouldn't mind it if you perhaps pointed that someplace else while I was in there. Just drop it. Down at the ground now. now as I pull the quarrel out of this uh, woman's head, I want to inspect the quarrel. <gasps> she reaches out and grabs her throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this bitch is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to rage and bite her face. <laughs> All right, I mean, an attack. a good jump scare is a good way to do that. 14. 14? Uh, roll damage. 7. Oh, 9. Grom, tell me what this looks like. I just take the whole front of her face off as my extended jowls just clack onto her face and then rip her face off. And as I do that, I'm crunching the bones and swallowing what I've taken. Grom believes in no repeat offenders. All right, she fall falls lifeless in your jaws. You consume her flesh. I have a hard time speaking when my when my mouth is all distended, so I'll give it a second for that to crack and pop and snap back into place. Well, I wasn't expecting that. I'm 
really glad you pointed that crossbow elsewhere. (laughs) 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 I'll clean off her brain material on my pant leg before I hand it back to him. I'll take the crossbow bolt and I'm going to start walking towards the guy that was down here and look and see if he has a key on him. As he walks past the doorway, I'll pull out my knife and start my grizzly task. Yeah, and with those sleight of hand rolls, you succeed uh, with each of those. It's a nine. Nope, you don't see any keys on him. As I see Grom come out with the final scalp, I swear, I fall in love with you more every day. Oh, don't worry, doll. I'll be making one of these for you. (laughs) Hold up the scalp of the guy from down the hall. This one's your kill for sure. Give me one more sleight of hand for the uh, the formerly bespectacled guy <laughs> in the first room. His poor glasses. Uh, 19. <laughs> you are proficient at uh, scalping people. <clears throat> Does she have a blood ruby on? Ooh, interesting. I just yell down the hallway because I'm over here now. But yeah, Does she have a blood ruby on? Oh, the, the lady whose face I just bit off. Well, I, I mean, she's naked. I could check her better, I suppose. I'll grab a section of her hair that's left on the side and start like, flipping her over. Check the back of her neck and down her spine and wrists. A roll investigation. Try to wipe off a little bit of blood in places where it's too gory to see. Ten? With a ten, you do not find any indication of a uh, soul-affecting stone on her person. Well, I believe she's clean. Well, in a matter of sorts. Hmm. Okay. Although... I'm a little curious about something that can jump back to life when a crossbow bolt is removed from dead center in its head. I better finish this one up. I'm going to pull out my hand axe and I'll flip her over and I want to chop her spine. Like in my land, they, there were these walkers. When you'd fight in certain places around the moors, sometimes they'd come back. But the ones where you broke their back, they never moved quite right. They were easier to take down again. You could just take off her whole head. I've seen them come back without heads. They could still hold a weapon, but they break their spine. Well, then they don't. They don't move so well. Then you hear some sickening crunches and chops. I'll be going upstairs then. I would say at this point, near Molnir, you have successfully traversed the stairwell and have made your way across the warehouse. And you're approaching the door proper to Ezekiel's curio shop. Do you want to continue on or do you want to wait for the others? I'll wait for the others. Um, you kind of look down the, the warehouse way there, and you see Black Gain emerge from the stairs and approach you. Uh, real quick, uh, what Tyler, Lauren, Grom, what are you guys doing? Are you finished up here? Are you going upstairs, or is there any yeah. more business? I will be checking the Yanti on the stairs as well. For? Anything of value, keys, and I'll be taking some Yanti scalps as well. I'm just watching in amused satisfaction. Uh, getting the motions down. This one doesn't take you hardly any time at all to extract. Uh, so you finish up and head up the stairs. Did I find anything on... Oh, investigation, sorry. 13? With a 13, you find two gold pieces in his pocket. I'll grab those out and I'll toss them to Tyler Lore. Here you go, love. Let's try to replenish the bank. Okay. I'll just tuck them away in my bag. Find anything interesting on them? Not so much. Um, just the, the nature of his uh, existence is kind of interesting. You know, his uh, the way he died, his arm had transformed into a snake and had made some striking attacks. So that dead serpentine arm lays there, laying off to the side. Um, the snake that you guys danced with is dead off in the corner. And But really, it's just uh, somebody that was there. I don't know if he had a personal employee locker to put his valuables in, but uh, just there, mining the stairs with a with a sh- dagger and a short sword. Do you have any interest in these, love? Nah, 
Yeah, they don't look quite as good as yours. I'll let the blades clatter to the floor as I stand up and wipe my hands off on my pants, which are getting... You are quite bloody. Good right amount now. of gore on them. I still feel uh, a little weak. And that snake bit me. Hmm. Burns more than I thought it would in the blood. Yes, poison can be troublesome. Well, if I die from it, love, <laughs> take me out of this place first. You're not going to die. Let the worms eat me outside. Not only are you not going to die, I would never let you die in a place like this. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can stop me from dying in a place like this. Just don't leave me in a place like this. All right, Grom, Tylor, you traverse the stairs up top. I'm checking the the Yanti at the top of the stairs as well. Investigation? Not one. You did not find the Yanti at the top of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Could have swore there was a snake person here. Yeah, you don't find anything on her. Well... You know what I want. Slide in. And I want my yaunty scalps. Uh, that would be a seven. Seven. This one kind of, I don't know if you catch your dagger on the, the skull and it kind of cocks off a little bit, but you get a scalp, but it's got a pretty good split in it. Just took a big chunk out of my bone dagger in the skull. Yeah, I'll have to replace that. We'll be getting more. For the most part, I only want the ears of the people that hurt my friends. I'll take the scalps of all these motherfuckers, and I'll wear them proudly. So anybody looking for me, you'll know where to find me. Guess you only have one up front left, then, right? Yeah, yeah. You hear you overhear this conversation that they're having as they walk up to you guys. How long? Uh, how long do you guys think we have here? Because, like I said, I'm I am pretty exhausted. But if I could take a short rest, then I could help us search this this large warehouse for any kind of magical items. But it would I would have to rest a little while. But the door is locked door is locked and we're after hours, so to speak. It's hard to say. But I'll be honest. I wouldn't feel right about leaving until we find uh, the money for Grenzander's family there. That's just going to be right up at the top. He was counting it when we took him out. Well, the first half was up at the top. The second half, he walked back into that warehouse for. But I figure we should pick this place pretty clean before we burn it all to the ground. Actually, I will go downstairs and start dragging the bodies up. So I'll let you guys pick through things up there. I'll just go to a corner and sit down and start meditating. Uh, you go downstairs, Mirmalnir, your new companion says, are we, are we going to be leaving soon? We will be, very soon. We just need to get a couple of things first. I don't like this place. Me neither. We won't let anything else bad happen to you, little one. She kind of glatches onto Mirmalnir's leg a little tighter. Did you ask about Anne's light? Yes, she was my friend at the orphanage. I recently met her. Did you? I saved her from a dungeon. Oh, just like you're doing with me right now. Yep. Is she safe? Yes. Oh, I would very much like to see her again. I'm not entirely sure where she went to, but I'd be happy to try and send searchers to put you in contact. I would like that very much. Bear with us while we finish our dirty work here. Hmm. I want to kind of search the shelves. Uh, anybody who wants to take a peek at that, uh, roll an investigation. I mean to drag all the bodies upstairs, and then I'll assist. I'm sure they'll be looking for a while. Give me an athletics just to see how long that's going to take. It. 14. So 14. Not 20. Within the warehouse proper, you come across bags and crates and whatnot, and you are very thorough of opening and seeing what's there. But really in the warehouse proper, there's not a lot of things worth noting. It's uh, mostly just you know your day-to-day living sundries. This seems to be a warehouse holding... This isn't the Lost Raiders of the Ark warehouse. This is uh, just a standard warehouse uh, that has basic goods that uh, come in 
get unloaded off the ships, and then during business hours, distribution comes in and distributes them to the city. All right, well, on to the main room then. Yep. Grom, you're busy with the 14. You're being pretty efficient, but it's still going to take a second. I'll head into the main room. Me too. As you enter the eccentricities shop, you immediately notice two things. One, the front door standing wide open. Second, a humanoid figure crouched over Ezekiel's body. He sees you and stands abruptly. His face is initially featureless, then so quick you almost don't trust your eyes. In a blink, you see yourself standing before you. And then in rapid succession, you see Mirmolnir. And then you see Nurma. Then that of an unassuming roguish human. He grins at you, and then with a quick flourish, he casts Misty Step in his gone. We've been found out. By who? Whatever the hell that freak thing was. Then we don't have time. We need to get Grom, and we need to leave. You go tell Grom, I'm going to try and gather as much gold and what I can of valuables here. Alright, I'm going to run back to the top of the staircase, and if Grom's not already up there, I'm going to yell down the stairs for him that we need to we need to move. Okay, that'll take you a few seconds to get there. Lacking. Unfortunately, we don't have time for that rest. Yeah, I guess I'd open my eyes then at that point and see Murray running, running by and kind of, I guess, stand up at that point and start walking towards the front. Um, about that, yeah, about that time. You're, you're maybe three quarters up the stairs, uh, dragging that, the big one, and you hear Mirwilnir shout down. What did you shout again? Grom, we've been found. We need to leave now. Don't worry about that. We'll figure it out later, but we need to go now. Ah, throw the body down to the ground. Grab my hand axes out. Put my hand axe and my dagger out. Make my way up and through. Tyler, you, you holler at Lagain, and then you go um, into kind of that little back room where he had potentially stowed the money, and you do see sitting there kind of on a lower shelf uh, two large bags of gold. Okay, I'm going to grab those, and... They are heavy. I've got a 15 in strength. Rolling the athletics. It's going to be a 13. Yeah, you can carry them with relatively not a lot of problem, but you know that if you need to get out of there in a hurry, then... Uh, It'd be, it would be something that would slow you down. Yeah, I'm thinking about Grom's bag. All right, I'll say about this time you all enter the uh, the space here. And then on the way into the front, if there was anything on the shelves that I was glancing around and that I actually thought was valuable or useful in any way, I would have taken. Again, it just looks like day-to-day living stuff. I'll do the same thing up front, too, when I get in there. Okay, so you're kind of ransacking for a second? Not even so much ransacking, just, I mean, like, the books, do they, are they spell books, you know, like... Roll investigation with the disadvantage because you're kind of amped up for time. 16. Yeah, you're kind of thumbing through the tomes and whatever, and, uh, no, there's nothing that's sticking out to you. Um, it's it's more like the titles you, you, you feel are maybe a couple of books of poetry, mostly history, you know, but nothing too terribly magical about them. There are a couple of odd, odd titles, like uh, you know, Frog Juggling 101, things like that. But uh, for the most part, that's... Uh, okay. Like if there's any potion bottles sitting out or something like that, I would snag those. So basically books and potions you're looking for? Without Detect Magic, I don't know what is not crap and what's... <laughs> yeah, you come across a bottle that uh, is uh, pretty ornate in its making, so you snag it. So just mark that down and... Uh, 
will address it once you take a closer look at it. Looking around, glancing around, yeah, you're focused on, okay, books and potions, books and potions. There are a few things standing around. There's a dagger, a cloak, a suit of armor. It's, uh, it's, you're not quite sure if they have magical properties, but they, they look, you know, out of the ordinary. This is an eccentricity shop. And just stick with the potion. I, I tumble into the room and come up with my blades bared, growling. Let's have an acrobatics check to see how you navigate those stairs. Ten? Yeah, you tumble down the stairs, and as you regain your feet, you kind of stumble a little bit, and you realize, ooh, you're thankful that there wasn't an immediate threat there, because that might have gone poorly, but you are on your feet and ready to fight. Knuckles, what are we fighting? He's gone, but someone saw us. Where did they go? Disappeared. Oh, that's not a fight, then. No, but we're found out. We need to hurry. Here, let me have that bag again. Let's put this coin in there. Take off my pack, and I... I throw. Do I notice let gain, uh... Rummaging through everything? Yes. I <laughs> throw my pack to Tyler Lore. Net gain, why don't you just throw everything in there? Into your little backpack? I don't think everything will fit, will it? No bags, though. <laughs> don't put any bags in it. Tyler Lore, you catch, his, catch the bag and go immediately to work to uh, trying to get all the gold in there. If I can, I'm going to try and just, like, drop the sack inside the sack. Okay, uh, the, the, the magical bag is a haversack of holding. So the openings are not as friendly as your standard bag of holding. So you're going to have to do a little bit of work to shovel things in. All right, so as soon as I see that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dump them both on the ground sideways, and I'm just going to start shoveling the coins into Grom's bag. I feel like that's pretty efficient. Let's have a sleight of hand. 18? With an 18, yeah, you, you managed to find a pretty efficient way to go about it, and you're getting it done in a hurry. Grom puts his weapons away since there's no fight near Murray. Picks up a skull off the shelf that's got some black inscription across the top and two gems for eyes. And throws it to, to Tyler Lore. Oh, this should definitely go in there. No. He's scary. He scares me too. <laughs> I just smile very happily at him. But if there's no fight, well, I might get back to work. But Murray, you should probably get her out of here if this is where they're coming. I can do that. And you get her someplace safe then come back and wait for a good proper scrap. Yeah, I suppose I'm going to head out. I'm going to be very cautious, looking for any signs of somebody. Okay, roll me a perception as you approach the door. <sighs> that there's a solid six. Uh, as you approach the door, let's say you see, there, there's people out there. Shit. How many people? Alright, I'll let you re-roll that perception one more time, because you took a pause and wanted to take a better look. That's an eleven? You peer out, you see several people. You see the previously fled changeling saying something to a larger man. Next to him, you see a man holding on to the red-haired dwarven woman you rescued not a handful of minutes prior. Looking further, you see a few more ruffian types with a couple more yuan tea sprinkled in for good measure. The large man finishes listening to his companion and hollers at the building. Do you have any idea what you've done? You'd best come offer your recompense or else we will off this here commodity. Oh, this is the one I'm looking for. Pull my blades out. Lightgain's not ready for this, but here we go. And where was this area located out? Or what type of part of town is this in? Dock area. Dock area, sweet. What you thinking? Well, we don't have to go looking for them if they're all coming here. I'm gonna step out the door. Oh, I guess since it's wide open, I don't need to step out the door. I'll just step to the doorway. How long? Okay, okay, okay. Between when we finished our last task and this moment, how long has it been that we were actively in combat? 
I'd say about eight to ten minutes. I don't have my superiority dice. <laughs> Grom, I I think we just need to maybe get out the warehouse, go out one of the side doors, and try and escape. Find an exit. I'll hold them off. They don't know how many are in here. You guys look for an exit out the back. I mean, I'm willing to fight with you, but you should know I'm not at my full power. <laughs> I don't even know what full power means, doll. Why don't you get out of here and go get some help? I'll hold them at the door. If we don't at least make a show, they'll kill the lady. Oh, they're not coming in here without knowing what's in here. I'm gonna count to ten. Well, that'll give us a long time. I bet your ass can't count past five. (laughs) (laughs) So put the merchandise down. You know you're not gonna cut her. And come in here and come see what's in here for ya. One. Oh, shit, that surprised me. I thought that was gonna take a while. You know what's really bad is how many times your mother pretends that she's stung by jellyfish just to get me to piss on her. (laughs) My blades are out. Get your ass over here. You're right. That was funny. Three. (laughs) I'll slam the door. The volume intensifies. Four. Ooh, we're shaking in our boots. Go find an exit. I'm running out the end of the warehouse looking to see if I can find a door. So running through this, you know, you see the door right there, and you are approaching it. Five. Radio silence. Six. Look, he made it over five. You guys get get the fuck out of here. I'd be in the doorway, but like in between, like right in the doorway of the warehouse there. Uh, about that time you hit the door and it's solid. There's a, it's barred. I don't know, what do you do with Nerma? I mean, it's just quickly set her down. I'm going to try and put all my force into jarring the bar free. Okay, well, the bar can be lifted out. So if you, if you set her down, you flip the bar out, but then you hit the door and solid. Seven. What's the, what's the deal, Mary? There's no way out. Eight. Nerma, stay here. I'm scared. Don't be scared. I'm going to take the little pendant I have around my neck. I'm going to give it to her. Hold on to this for me. And I'm running back into the main room. Nine. At nine, the door gets kicked open again. Boom. Guess who's charging? I've seen better beards on a troll's ass. Uh, I'm raging, baby. Come with the thunder. charging out after him. Don't do that. That's crazy. <laughs> this is, that's not a good call. Yeah, but I don't think you understand. I'll be back. I'm just going <laughs> to jump kick that dude in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm coming back in here. <laughs> All right, so I will stand in the doorway. My cane's got a crossbow. We're basically safe. It doesn't have a string, so it probably doesn't work great. I'll use it one more time. <laughs> yeah, I'm charging this dude if he's holding the dwarf girl. Damn, I'm a good guy. Let's have uh, initiative rolls. Boom, here we go. 14. You got a 21. 19. 10. All right, Grom, you do your rage thing. Your jaws elongate. You step to charge, and then there's a flurry of activity as, in rapid succession, an arrow appears in the neck of the thug in front of you, and another in the temple to the one near right. The Wanti to the east gurgles, and you see blood flowing from a large slit in his throat, and he drops to his knees. You see the man to your left's eyes just roll back in his head, and he convulses as blood emerges from his nose and ears as he crumples to the ground. I 
think some elves followed us. You struggle to take it all in. There's a body with three throwing knives lodged in his face and chest, and another that you're not sure the source of her demise. And after the few seconds of carnage, all is quiet, save for the thunderstorm. Trying to assess any further threats, you see a shadow gathering up the spent throwing knives. In the flash of lightning, you make out a figure atop the roof across the thoroughfare. You hear what sounds like a sword being sheathed from around the corner, and you see a figure walking towards you with purpose. As it draws closer, you recognize her to be the tattooed elven member of the Advarisian search party you saw at the Siren. Did we just make new friends? I'm going to continue my run all the way over to that dwarven girl. Or some really bad enemies. You sprint over to the dwarven woman. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm putting myself in between the dwarven woman. The dwarven woman is just saucers for eyes. She just was, she thought she was dead, and now she's not, and she doesn't know quite how to act. I also don't quite know how to act. We'll wait and see. The elvish woman comes up to you and says, Hi! So, we noticed you were at the siren, and it seemed like you were going off to do something very serious. And so we thought that since Kai told us that you were hanging around with Saphael before she supposedly did what she did, and we wanted to talk with you anyway, we followed you here, and here we are. I'm Shalia. We are the Emerald Vengeance. It's nice to meet you. Well, Shalia, I be Grom the Toothy. I flash her a big toothy smile. Aren't you in rage mode? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got this extended, like, wolf maw. And then that's, I'm sure it's been a, a round as she approached, so that's going to start cracking and, and settling back into my face. Well, you couldn't have showed up at a better time. Well, I suppose that is if you're not here to kill us as well. Oh, I don't think so. This one walks over. Um, after having gathered his throwing knives, he says, Might I suggest we don't do this out in the open? You're probably right. And then from the rooftop across the way, you hear, Um, I agree with Qatar. There's more incoming, and we will not have the element of surprise again. And on the rooftop, you see a blonde elf member of the group. I'm gonna hand signal to get Murray. Let's get the little one out of here. I'm running back. I'm grabbing Nerma. Is, is, is everything okay? We're leaving now. You glance up at the rooftop, and from this distance, you think you can see his eyes. They're solid white uh, that you associate with some sort of seeing magic. Looks like we've had backup guys, but we need to skedaddle. I'm going to leave my weapons out. Well, I'll put my dagger back, and I'll try to take the dwarf woman's hand. Like, are you ready for a run? I hear you dwarves are natural sprinters. Jokester, are you, huh? Not this time. Well, if ever there was a day to be a natural sprinter, let's go. All right. Where are we going? All right, about that time. Uh, yeah, Murray, you have Nerma, and you guys all step out the door. Yeah, I'll be following after. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very cautiously, though. I don't, I don't really trust these. I don't know these people. I don't trust them. Sometimes we just don't have time for trust, but we have time to run. Let's get these little bits of leverage out of our way. I was inclined to say the siren, but I don't want to put Randall in that situation. Should we try and make our way to Grinzander? I don't think we should put him in it either. Um, Let's go someplace populated and get these ones some help. We just need some guard. In the little bit of time that we've spent in this city, do I know of any place that would be more heavily populated with city guard? This is going to sound like railroading, but it's not. But honestly, um, the, the siren is, it's been, it's been such a hub for such a long time uh, and, and uh, accommodating two people coming into the city and out of the city. And it's been like when, when Shira got murdered, it was the first time any really m- many bad violence has happened there in years and years and years. Well, with the exception of that uh, pirate captain that got murdered. I meant bad violence. He didn't get murdered in the siren. He got murdered a block away. 
The block away is the dangerous part of town. <laughs> the siren is And it is, okay. and that's still kind of in the docks area, but it's, I, I don't know, I being in town, that's what you've been familiar with. There's crowds, there's respectable people there, there's respectable performing acts there. Yeah, there's likely to be a stronger guard, given recent activities. Also true. Well, let's put Baxter and Irma and the Dwarven woman in the center, and we kind of create a protective ring around her, and around them and lead them back. So where, where did you want to go to talk? The Siren. Siren has some good music these days. Yes. She smiles and she's like, Kai is quite the asset. Absolutely. Does your friend know what kind of reinforcements are coming? She says, uh, Tenneth, how uh, bad is it? He's like, um, are we not moving it? We should be moving. It's bad. Okay, well, let's go. Off we go. <laughs> and then I'm going to kind of move myself to the back of the group. I was going to take front. I'll just kind of fall in somewhere in the side. Shalia, the tattooed one, uh, kind of falls in with you. Um, Katar, the uh, throwing knife, roguish one, uh, moves out to take point even out past out past you. There's a, a fighter type that kind of falls in step, glancing at her, though, that uh, you'd see that uh, she might not be one for conversation, at least at this point right now. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, after a moment, the one that she called Timnaeth, you see a hawk circle down out of the sky and land on his arm and his his eyes come back to the bluish hue that they are and he moves to make his way down from the rooftop to join you. So I would like to do a little bit of a skill challenge to get back to the siren safely. And if you're not familiar with that, we're going to go through the initiative, which you just rolled. And each one of you are going to pick a skill, and you are going to describe how you're going to use that skill to help you uh, navigate the situation you're in, with obviously having kicked a hornet's nest, and obviously people being alerted to what had happened. By people, I mean Mukal, who is a large organization in town that has very far-reaching... Vast resources. Resources. And then... There'll be a DC that you roll against. Once you get to a certain number of successes, you may manage to get there successfully. And if we have a certain number of failures, well, there'll be consequences. So, Latgain, you are first up in the initiative. Are there any questions from from the group in general? Well, my intention is as soon as the group gets moving, I'm going to hang back and wait for this group to show up. I want to try to harry them and hold them up, and then I want to run a different direction and kind of lead them off is what my intention is. Okay, we can work that into the skill challenge. So, lat game, what do you think? Um, so, I guess intelligence? Can I use, like, uh, my my knowledge of history of this location? Because I got I'm not from this area per se, but, like, does that make sense? It does, but what's the what's the overall goal here? Using that to help navigate better? Or Yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. That is a seven. Yeah, you, you momentarily get turned around and you throw a, uh, it's like, no, we should go this way or something along those lines. And so you deviate for a minute and then you realize, oh, wait, no, let's take this straight to get back to the main thoroughfare. And I want to drop my emblem of Thudcon. Just on the ground? Mm-hmm. At the bodies. Okay. As we're leaving. I guess since we're on high alert, I'm going to roll for perception to make sure that I'm on guard for any enemies that may be approaching from or nearby. So that would be actually a 21. There is a point where you pass an alleyway and you see a door kind of open and eyes peek out and somebody points and says something to somebody. And then with that, you're able to kind of steer the group. Oh, you see it, you kind of up to the left and you're able to steer the group and say, we need to go down the street. And so, yeah, you aren't quite beelining for the siren, but you are maneuvering your way through the city in the safest way that you see fit. Yes. 
Grom, now it is your choice. I want to stay to the back, far enough back that there's a healthy distance between me and the group, and I want to start slowing down and waiting for any of these people that are coming. And once I, once they're there, I want to engage and then just kind of shout at them and start some shit and run a different direction. And then I would like to use athletics to try to do my little... Would you like to do athletics or would you like to do intimidation to try to provoke them? Or persuasion? Well, those will both be the same. I think with the spirit of what you're wanting to do, I think I would take a persuasion on that one. And then if it comes to it, then we can athletics your way out of it. You drop back and you're still within sight of Ezekiel's. And then out of three different intersections, three groups of five. Here we go. Come walking <laughs> around. And they stop and they look at the bodies. You're next. Uh, 19. So they look up at your exclamation and they look at each other and they look back at you. You see them double down and then they're... Flex myself back. I'm a little tired from fucking your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and they're off. All right. Near, near. You better make it back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use stealth. I'm going to try and use my proficiency in that to see, kind of be able to pinpoint some ways we could misdirect them. Okay, that that would be more of a deception thing. I think uh, stealth is uh, making yourself staying out of the, the streetlights and whatnot, uh, which I would very much take that role because you know, you were, you were there, part of the group and maintaining, you know, let's steer, no, hey, let's go this side, this side of the road, come over here, this side of the road, where there's a light up there, we can, you know, yes, you are the way of the shadow. It's a 14. And, yep, you managed to basically do what I kind of outlined there of uh, looking ahead and seeing, pointing out the best path to uh, not be seen. There's one moment where you turn a corner and there was a street light that uh, you had not anticipated, but uh, for the most part, you successfully used your ability with your proficiency in hiding from things to help the group uh, proceed. I think we're going to take one more round and see where we end up. So, that game. Is there a way that I could like focus in on like any kind of magic that would come from the siren that we that I would I would know of or like there's a like a pole or something like that that I I'd be able to use. Let's, let's have an arcana roll. Yep, that's a nine. You reach out with your arcane links and you remember the magic of Kai's performance when you were there last. And you remember the type of people that are there. But as you reach out and kind of focus in on trying to pinpoint, to try to direct yourself to where that was, oh boy, you just get all sorts of different directions. There's this magic coming from this direction and this magic. Coming. There is a lot going on in the city. So it's uh, just from a from a basic, uh, this is where we came from. I think this is the right direction. But arcana-wise, you're just not sure. And that gain, you should get some new dice. I got three of them. I don't know. They're all bad right now. <laughs> I actually got a new dice from last se- from from last session, and, it, and it's it's uh it rolled the last four. This one just rolled a four too. So I put this one away. This one is is fired for right now. Boy, I don't want you to touch mine. <laughs> these are rolling hot. Don't curse my dice. <laughs> yeah, I listened. I listened to your session. You weighted dice over there. Twenty, twenty, twenty. <laughs> yeah, these things are great. Uh, all right, Taylor. Um, I'm going to continue on with the perception. My goal right now is just to make sure we get there safely and quickly. Twelve. You are familiar enough with the siren that you are getting closer. And you take your attention 
Wait, is it that street or is it that street? And hopefully we can resolve this real quick. But you are momentarily distracted and from a, a dark doorway, someone jumps at you and tries to stab you. What's your AC? 16. Thankfully, you see him in time and are able to deflect his dagger strike. But I would like an attack from you if you would like to try to put him down. I think that's a five to hit. Yeah, you take a wild swing with your sword and he deftly steps away. The good news, however, is that you are surrounded by a handful of very proficient warriors. I imagine it's kind of a shit. And that was four horrible rolls, but one results in a throwing dagger all of a sudden protruding from your attacker's neck. Thank you. And the blood spurts over you and Miramalnir. Nerma sees it and buries her face into your shoulder. He's going to take, he's not quite, that was horrible rolls, so he's going to take one more strike at you, Tile War, and he sinks his dagger in for five hit points worth of damage. And would you like to take one more attack? Yes. 17 to hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Yes, so plus two then, that would be nine damage. No, you finish him off so easily with that. We are back to Grom, I will take that athletics roll. 14. You uh, managed to distance yourself from them. I want to stay where they can still see me. Okay, yeah, with the 14, that's no problem. Uh, you're going to have to lose them at some point. Fair. Or turn and fight them. Uh, Mirmanir. Actually, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. when I turn, just make sure they're still there, I'll throw my knife at one of them. Go for it. Roll and attack. 20. <laughs> <laughs> right in the eye. Twin, twin, twin. Do you want to roll damage? Uh, I mean, it's a dagger. It is, yeah. Go ahead and roll damage. Like, I mean, he's got like an ear piercing now. Eight damage. Well, you get double dice though, right? Because of... Oh, yeah. Crit. Ooh. Twelve damage. I'll say that's enough. You, know, you turn and you... You hit one of your pursuers just square in the eye, and he's just... Unmoving. You run like a bitch. <laughs> Fucking turn around and keep going with it. <laughs> All right. Near, near. I'm going to use perception, try and perceive the best kind of way to... Get there and threats and stuff, yep. Yep. That'd be a seven? Yeah, I think you're more concerned about uh, consoling your little your little passenger than, uh, than looking out. You big softy. All right, so that was the second round. Um, and when it comes to successes versus failure, I put the DC... This wasn't... You had a head start, so I put the DC at 12. So all those 14s were successes. So at this point, you're around the corner, and there's the siren. And you kind of slow your run, look behind you. Nope, everything seems reasonably calm, and you enter the establishment. Grom, however, you need to tell me how you're going to lose these people. <clears throat> well... I'm going to use some acrobatics. I'm fucking hitting the rooftops. These motherfuckers ain't got shit on me. I'm hanging outside watching for Grom. Uh, let's go 16. Yep, you have no problem scampering up. Taking to the roofs. Just trying to ditch him at this point. I feel like I've led him away far enough. And the 16 acrobatics that'll get you to a place. Let's have a dexterity-based deception roll. Dexterity-based deception. 18. All right, you managed to successfully navigate your way away from their line of sight and also manage at some point to steer them the wrong direction. So they are off on a wild goose chase, and you can make your way to the siren. So, Tylor, as you're waiting there, out in the rain, all of a sudden, standing next to you, as if from nowhere, this woman appears, long hair, mask. She says, yes. Fuck indeed. I'll tell you what, sycophant. Do you have any idea what you've just done? The fuck are you talking about? Oh, please, I've been watching you for days. You signed your death warrant. 
The only reason I have not stabbed you right now is because the contract on you is going to be so much larger tomorrow. God, you're so annoying. Yes, I've been called worse by better. Is there like a window that I would have been able to see her through? Roll perception. Okay, 19. Let game casts murder assassin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the 19, I feel like you're kind of hanging back in the entryway, kind of keeping an eye on Tyler. Uh, you would see that she's talking with somebody, and she's all of a sudden just a little bit stressed. So you know, you're aware that something's going on. I just, Murray, do you know who this is? Huh? Who? <laughs> I just, yeah. He's already got a plate of food. <laughs> yeah, he's in there making making sure people are safe. So, well then, I'll be seeing you. And then, <laughs> disappears. So, before she disappears, I still had my weapon out. I had not sheathed it. Can I try and swipe at her? Absolutely. Because I'm really sick of this shit. <laughs> it's a 12. You take a swipe at her, and she kind of just takes a little dexterous step backwards and pulls down her mask gives you a beautiful smile and then says, I'll be seeing you. And then, whoosh, and then at that point is when you see Grom drop from the roof. Got it. And come jogging up. Hey, you made it, love. Yeah, but that damn assassin just showed herself. Hi again. Pull my fucking hatchet out. <laughs> Looking for voids in the rain. She's gone. She swear it. She says the only reason I'm not dead today is because the bounty on my head's going to be bigger tomorrow. She's not gone. She's watching. You hear from a distance away now. You hear, I'll be seeing you too, Northmen. You are all of a sudden worth a lot more. And you have reached safety, so let's talk about leveling up as well. And now for our listeners' edification, uh, we as a group took a brief intermission to address the uh, aforementioned level up. I'm Grum. For my level four level up, I've taken the feat of alert which means I can't be surprised by other creatures and don't gain advantage from being unseen against me. And I also gain 15 extra hit points. Uh, so you got level four wizard and I got some more smarts and a little bit more wise. And then I've got two more spells, one of which you saw me use today and one which we will use later. And then I got five hit points. I took the feat Martial Adept, which earned me 1d6 for superiority dice, and also two new maneuvers, the Sweeping Attack and Maneuvering Attack, and I got 10 more hit points. I am now a level 4 monk. I took two points to strength, and I gained the ability of Slow Fall, and I gained a very respectable two hit points. (laughs) And now we shall resume the action where we left off, as the party has safely made it to the siren. Reach out and touch the little slice on your arm. That looks like you barely got a piece of you. Oh yeah, I took him out well enough. Any idea why she keeps calling you the sycophant? On that, I have no idea. She seems to think I should know. Has, I think it has something to do with that mess to with call Holdings when I first got to town. Well, why don't we get into the warm and have ourselves a, a bite to eat? I'm feeling pretty tapped. There's a fair bit of mess we just got out of. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I lost my knife. Did you get one of them? Oh, I'm sure that fella's throat is holding onto it just fine. <laughs> they were pretty willing to chase me after that. 
But we better get in here and say hi to Randall. I've got plenty of... <laughs> well, I've got plenty that I'd like to know about our new friends there. What they call themselves, the Emerald Vengeance. Yeah. Why don't we have a cool name like that? <laughs> I don't think we've had a moment to slow down and think of one. <laughs> we'll be known as the Russian Fools. <laughs> <laughs> Grom opens the door. After you, my dear. I step inside. I'll step inside and close the door behind me. Oh, hello. <laughs> so good to see you again. Have you had a good evening? Did your errand prove, uh, well, um, fruitful? That's one word for it. Quick question. Mm -hmm. How much of the heaps of gore that were on me have washed off running through the rain? Am I, am I still pretty grimy or? Oh, it, not as much as you would have liked. You're still pretty. You've, you've been through it. Yes, well, that's good to hear, good to hear. Well, come on in, come on in. I'm not sure if Kai's finished for the evening or not. Um, she kind of just does whatever she wants. Well, when you're that good, I imagine you can. Yes, yes, it is her prerogative. Uh, nevertheless, come in, come in. I, I see that uh, you arrived here. Well, can, is there anything I can do for you? Uh, yeah, you can have some plates sent over to where our friends are sitting. Yes, they did beeline towards their table, didn't they? I appreciate it, Randall. Hmm. Least I could do, least I could do. Please, come in, enjoy, enjoy. Will you be staying this evening? I believe so. Oh, good, good, good. Gonna make my leave and start strolling off to the table. All right, you mosey on down to the table where they kind of sat and realized that uh, it's a crowded table. Shalia says, oh, our bad, our bad. Um, we should probably pick a different table a little over there. Okay, so it's like... And the... Uh, Strong silent type stands up and walks over here, walks over to a table where there's a lion of Asperia. Says, uh, fuck off. <laughs> he takes one look at her and it's up and moseys on over to the table with his other people that he's acquaintance with. And then, uh, yeah, we're gonna drag this table over here, rearrange a little bit. God, I hope Murray gets the same chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm extra heavy now. The entire chair just collapsed. Peyton, roll me a percentage dime. All right. 41. No, it is not the same chair. So you sit down. Nurma kind of situates herself and sits down in your lap. She's still very apprehensive about the whole what has transpired here. The list you glances over. It's interesting. Anyway, can I get you, can, can, can I get you anything? <laughs> yeah, I think we need some uh, plates of that mutton you got over there. Sure, sure. So the kitchen's about to close, but uh, we'll, we'll take care of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to lean over to Nurma. So, uh, what's your pet lizard eat? <laughs> <laughs> you have to clean up after him. <laughs> Feed him and water him. I, I, she looks up and she says, I'm, I'm sorry, this might be conceived as rude, but are you domesticated? <laughs> <laughs> I've been around him a while. He doesn't seem to be. <laughs> Poor Murray. For the most part, he seems potty trained. I'm sorry for the most part? You heard me right. <laughs> Alistair comes back and sets down ales for everybody, except Nurma, and gives her a, a glass of water. Says, well, I'll be uh, right back with the food. So after a uh, awkward moment of silence, Shalia says, so that was fun. Yeah. Thanks for saving our asses. Yes, Bill. I definitely say we owe you one. Or possibly three. 
there's a lot of people out there that owe us one. We just do what we do. What is it exactly that you do? Mm, you, oh, you haven't heard of us? I can't say that I have. Fair enough. Um, well, so we so we're very loyal to Advaris, as you can see, with all of our pointy ears and everything. And so we just kind of are off the books type of, uh, oh, what's the word? Catharsis. Mercenaries. It's such a strong word. I don't like that word. But for lack of a better term, we do that. And so the Advarisian government, uh, kind of when they get themselves in a pickle, and uh, they ask us to go do things and find things and whatnot. And so we are pretty much, uh, yes, in the service of our country. But uh, here we are, looking for a role. Mm. Oh. And so Kai uh, said that you might have been hanging out with his cousin and his sister. And, uh, well, so. My face drops when she mentions Shiera. Hey, you may have some hiccups in that. Prince Aerol. Say we saw him just recently. It's been a very eventful week. <laughs> We're gonna need many more ales to break down this tale, but I feel like you might have a bit of a hard time uh, with your current bounties, as it were. Tamnath, the one with the hawk, says, I guess I'd prefer you'd use, uh, you'd not use the term bounties. Fair. It calls into question our loyalty. <laughs> ah, probably not the right time for a joke. I'll save it for later. I like jokes. I can't do it. <laughs> I'll get us all killed right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you care to relate the tale of? Just wondering how much they already know. Hmm. Well, they can catch you up. That's pretty easy. So we came into town, and we're looking for A-Roll, and we're looking for A-Roll. And then it really what uh, set us on, our, on the trail is that uh, Shira and Saphiel disappeared right after A-Roll. So there was some kind of suspicion uh, surrounding the uh, the whole A-Roll thing with you know, that uh, Medlack person coming in and meeting with him, and then all of a sudden him going poof. Uh, but then Saphiel, who's always been kind of a bit headstrong, uh, she ran off looking, well, we, we assume she ran off looking for him, and uh, Shira was, well, I guess, the whole royal line is a little bit headstrong. But uh, Shira went off. She loves her cousin, and she just wanted to be uh, not part of uh, royalty, so to speak, and want to go out and have adventure. And so they came here. So we came after them, and then we hear some stories from the people that we know, and uh, you seem to be involved a little bit. And uh, so that's where we are. Oh, boy. Have you heard what happened to Safael? Um, no, not since she's left us. <laughs> well, um, she's in prison. She's in prison. That's uh, the information we have. So uh, something happened, and I think it was probably around the death of Shiera, but uh, there was a news of this elven woman that uh, went to Avea Spires and just started killing people. Mm, that tracks. I'll be honest. I'm not sure it's her. What do you know about the stones? A little. Well, I'm afraid you're going to need to know a lot if you'd like to find Prince Aerol. Because I... his body is there you go. available. But I'm afraid it's... If you know anything about the stones, his soul is not. Well, that might be why we uh, finally decided to track you down and have a conversation. Well, I do think I know who was behind the death of your elven princess. But as far as how to catch her, boy, I don't have the slightest idea. But she's been a step ahead of us every step. Barely keep myself alive avoiding her. Oh, so she's after several of you. Yeah, well, she's a bounty hunter. But she can turn invisible at the snap of a finger. Katar says. <laughs> Bounty hunter. Is that what we're calling them these days? Assassin. Probably a better term. But Prince Aerol is, uh... Well, our companion was taking him to Thut Khan, hoping that he'd have some better resources to help the young prince. And who is Thut Khan? He's the Seneschal of the Arcane District. 
Seems, seems like it could be potentially helpful. He, so far, has been one of the more helpful people we have encountered. Well, I'll be honest. Your little group has been the most helpful that we've encountered. About this time, the food shows up, and Irma just starts... I'm grabbing Irma's hand before she touches the food. I'll stop her. Be careful, little one. You want to reach slowly around the big fella. Don't listen to him. I just don't want to see you get bit, is all. You're just going to scare the poor thing. I only let bite people I don't like. Well, I wasn't saying you were going to do, do it on purpose. Do, do you like me? I like you. I just don't want you to get between him and the plate. I'd scoot off to the side a little bit. When he's eating, there's just kind of this flurry of motion and then empty plates stack up. You're funny. <laughs> she twists out of your grasp and just starts nom, 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 nom. Don't bite her, Murray. Eat with your left hand. She's on your right side. Do you guys have anything to say about all this mess? I'm fairly new, to be honest, uh, to a lot of these issues that you have run into, so I don't know that I have much to to add, really. Oh, well, I can catch you up. So the elven prince went missing, and then so the cousin and the sister went after him, and so they came, we had the word that they came to uh, Aconitum Falls, and then we find out that there's all these things with these blood rubies, and then taking people's souls and putting things into other people's bodies and whatever. And so here we are uh, trying to figure that out, and we have information that uh, these two, maybe not you two so much, but uh, the information that uh, they've been hanging out with them, and now all of a sudden, Sapphiel is in prison, and Shira was assassinated, and Avril is missing again. So, now you're cut up. So it would seem that you know more than we do. Is there something you want from us? Oh, well, um, just a conversation, really. Uh, so, Shira got killed, and then Sapphiel, they're reporting that she went in and killed several people at Avea Spires. Uh, that's the, the magic guild in town. But we're not so sure about the details surrounding that, so we want to be sure before we uh, pick a fight, so to speak. Well... I can tell you that we were coming back from the Avea Spires when we found Shiera in her room. And when Saphiel saw her, she lost her mind and took off. Um, I don't think it would be too far out of the realm of possibility that she would assume that it was somebody in the Spires that had done this to Shiera. She's probably hmm. out for vengeance. So she went back for revenge. Tracks. And I don't blame her. Well, we just wanted to touch base with you. Uh, Qatar is going to uh, infiltrate the Maw. That's the plan. The Maw being the uh, slang name for the, the prison in town. Just because we'd like to have a conversation with her. He's very good at what he does. Need any help getting her out? Well, possibly. Our uh, choices are either diplomatic or not. And so we are trying to gather all the information that we can before we make our choice on whether we're going to be diplomatic or are we going to not. Not. I can't say we've ever tried anything diplomatic. You let me know how that works out. Yeah, and the mall is a history of, uh, it's a very secure prison, so um, if we do anything, it will probably be, well, we hope we can manipulate things, or just maybe it'd be blind luck uh, that uh, she gets put into some sort of event at the Bane, and then we could make a move, if need be, or um, she broke the law and she needs to die. I don't know, we'll find out. Uh, I'm wondering if this isn't something that Lootcon potentially could help us with on the diplomacy side. It certainly wouldn't hurt. I don't really know how freely we'll be able to move through the city anymore. Call Holdings is, seems like they've got a pretty good view of us. But we do seem to be showing up every place that all of their people die. I'm not too sad about that. Hmm. Qatar says, yeah, if they identified you, you're fucked. Proper fucked. 
we're still standing here right now. We're sitting, as it were. Come to think of it, this probably isn't a good place for us to stay. I don't want to bring any trouble to Randall. Not any more than he's already seen from us. Is there any safe place for us in town? Or anybody around us? If they've marked us? Well, we're not really from here either. But Mukal runs this town. Well, where I'm from, the only way to take down the beast is to cut off its head. Maybe if they're spending so much time looking for us, we should be spending some time looking for them. I think they've got a particular mm, sword that I'm interested in collecting. The uh, warrior at the end of the table that hasn't spoken a word yet says, I heard an analogy about a hydra once. Yeah, we have too. And they say you cut off the head of a hydra and two new ones spring up. But yet, I fought a hydra once. You have to burn it all. Have you heard of Mafka? I would assume she's probably with Duke Khan. She was the one escorting Prince Aerol. Can't say that we have. It is weird that she has not come back. I don't really find it too weird. She probably saw something shiny or a book. I never can tell with that one. She's easily distracted. We have to be careful too because we are dealing with very serious things. And so sometimes we send somebody off on an errand and uh, bad things happen. That's my concern. I can't say I'd even know where to start finding out, other than to go speak to Thutgan himself. Do you guys have any idea of what you'd like to do? We kinda dropped you in the middle of this shit soup. Sorry, I can't even hear over the sound of Murray's eating. (laughs) Can you slow down and take a breath? And Grom looks over, and Murray's just sitting there with his arms folded, and Nerma's all... I'm going to grab Murray's arm. Careful, big fella. <laughs> I don't want to see you get bit. <laughs> I don't suppose you have any spells that can slow her down so she can take a breath. <laughs> no, Let her don't. be the poor thing after what she's been through. Well, I'm afraid we're going to have to explain to Grenzander why he doesn't have any money left. We're paying to feed her. Mirmal near at one point you look down and she's she's grabbed your ale and is tipping it up to her mouth. He's gonna reach down and pick it up oh. out of her hands. Oh. I'm gonna grab the glass of water and hand it to her. Well, I suppose we have a uh. Jeez, Norma. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your mouth. You're at the table. I could feel that on my face. <laughs> She leans back into you, Mirmolnir, and her appetite, uh, potentially sated for now. She leans back into you and kind of holds her belly and has that sleepy-eyed look of a food coma coming on. There's a room here that is reserved for us that you can probably put her to bed if you would like. I don't know. I wouldn't trust it. Say the safest place is with us for now. I'd say let her sleep on your lap. You're a big fella. You'll probably hardly notice. I'm wondering... If we can track down Pointy and potentially get in touch with Anne's light. If we can find them, maybe we can send her off. I'm sure she'd probably find a great home with Grenzander and Valerie. It's possible. Though she knows Anne's light, it was her friend. I don't have any idea how to find her. And I think that uh, us walking around with these giant targets on us. Grenzander would be the fastest and safest place. Instead of trying to track someone down. We could send out word to like messengers to try and find Pointy though. Hi. Common title Roman intelligence check. That'll be a nine. Nine. Carry on. So I really don't know what further help will be for you guys, but I certainly appreciate all the help you've given us. I think we just wanted some information. 
We had our suspicions about why Sapphire supposedly did what she did, but your information of uh, letting us know that uh, she might not have been in her right mind uh, is very helpful. Uh, you can always check her for a stone, too. She might not be in her right mind at all. Well, that depends how soon after she ran away from us that she had hit the tower and been arrested. And she seemed... Well, to be honest, she seemed like a whirlwind of death as far as I was concerned. That's why I'm thinking this but was she more didn't of seem uncareful. Yeah, you, uh, characterize things, uh, let's just say that's very perspicacious of you. I'd like to buy a vowel. It means observant. We just have our, our path that we are trying to, trying to navigate. Uh, we want to help Safael because, uh, again. Kith and Ken. Kith and Ken indeed. Uh, but also if you have any leads on, uh, April, that's, uh, those really are the two things that we wanted to touch base with you on. For the leads right now, all we have is that our companion Mavka was taking his soulless body down to Thutkon for safekeeping. As far as if they made it is beyond us because we've heard nothing since we've parted ways. I'm pretty sure they must have made it. If there was any trouble, you'd have heard of a large portion of the city being burned down. She's a bit of a firebug, that one. You said Thutkon. I did. Arcane District. Correct. That might be not so powerful as a name as you thought it once was. Well, I'll be honest. I don't really have much knowledge of the inner workings of these things. These cities. So, yeah. You've given us something to investigate. And for that, you have my thanks. Well, you have given us our necks for the evening, so... For that, you have mine. You see Katar kind of ponder for a moment and steal himself and stands up and he says... I don't want to wait any longer. Well, hold on for a moment there. And I pull out my little pouch that I got on my side here, and I unfold the cloth around it, and I drop the throwing dagger with the sheen of poison on it on the table. If you're interested in the person I killed, Shara, find the person slinging these around. That's the one that did it. But good luck finding her. I appreciate the lead. And he breaches down and slides it back to you. Unfortunately, where I'm going, they're going to take my weapons. I'll be careful if you run into her. Everything's poisoned. Thank you for what help you've provided. Best of luck to you. And thank you again. Indeed. He nods at you. And he goes over and he grasps Shalia's shoulder. And she grasps his. And they look at each other. And then their faces get really close. And they touch foreheads. And they let go and he stands up. And he looks at the table and he says, If you excuse me, I have some crime to commit. And walks with purpose towards the door. Lock. So I suppose now the question is, what do you guys want to do? I understand that you don't really have much of a tie to Grinzander, but he's my friend and I want to help him. But I understand that I'm putting you in the thick of it, so I want you to know what you're getting into. Why are you doing this exactly? Because I'd want somebody to do it for me. I lost my family and I wasn't there. He still has a chance of getting his back. It's just the right thing to do. You've given me everything I've asked for so far. So, I think I'll just be behind you for now until that changes poor thing what about you Mary I know we haven't done a very good job of finding your statue not for lack of trying well we have searched a couple places between Porms and the well at least we know that it's in the jaws of the lion I kind of give a sideways glance at the table of soldiers next to us. Yeah, they are very much uh, concerned about their own conversation. I got a four and a six and a seven. I can't say I really know what the best option is to find that. 
Well, after tonight's events, I don't suppose Yazdan will be too eager to speak with us. Well, now... <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I don't know that he has to be too eager. He's got fingers, and fingers can be broken or twisted. It's just a matter of finding him. Well, all we need is somebody who wants to buy something. I would imagine a person like that probably isn't loyal to much but coin. And as it happens, I've got a gigantic bag of it. (laughs) But it isn't mine. I wouldn't feel right about that. But they'd possibly let us use it. Especially if we could find his wife. But I guess that's for you guys to weigh. Right now, my biggest priority is getting this one safe. (laughs) Well, we've got to get her someplace where she'll be able to eat again. So I'm sure this kitchen is empty. Came close to biting me twice. I'm so proud. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Gren Xander's for safekeeping probably isn't a terrible idea. Quite the trip to get there, don't you think, with with everybody coming after us? Probably traveling with us isn't the best option, but I'm sure Randall could probably help us with that. Probably be a pretty big favor to ask our new friends here to help us escort this little one across town. (laughs) But, uh... I'd certainly feel better about having them near if we did. <laughs> I'll second that one. What do you say? You interested in going for an evening stroll? What, to take the child somewhere? Yeah. Hey. Roll a persuasion. Can anybody assist on that somehow? Eight. <laughs> like, that's raining out. <laughs> <laughs> we already got our information from you. <laughs> Go away, human. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not terribly wrong. I don't know. Perhaps our goals diverge at this point. Hey, well, I'm glad they came together when they did. Safe travels for you. And I wish you all the best. And if we run into each other again, I certainly, sincerely hope that it's as friends. Oh, please don't take my pragmatism as uh, unfriendliness. Uh, it's just, uh, we have a lot of irons in the fire, as they say. And, uh, no, we will always be friends. And please, if you find anything more, please let us know. Oh, right away. Do you have an easy way to contact you? Yeah, we'll be here for a while. Is this your safe house? Hmm. If we're safe here. Are we safe here? And Tamnath has been just kind of feeding his hawk vittles. <laughs> Glances, and he's like... <clears throat> and then Mayala, whose name you don't know, is... So I guess it's probably not our safe house. <laughs> but it's comfy, and the food and drink is good, and we like Kai, so... That's fair. I know Randall has been a fantastic host to us. I think that's part of it. We'll have been over backwards to help you, especially if you make friends with him. Well then, I think at that, I'm ready to turn in for the evening. Definitely need a rest before we try and move anything else. So your plan is to stay here tonight? Yes. We don't really have anywhere else to go. Fair enough. Um, I'm not completely spent for the day. I can offer some words on your door if you let me know what room you're in. That'd be greatly appreciated. Very much so. All right, so the plan is to stay here for the night, and then what? I would imagine beeline it to Grisander's in the morning, right? I was going to attempt to get a coach and an escort from somebody in Randall's staff. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's also have another interval from Tylalor and Grom. I'm sorry, I didn't realize so much of this happened before you guys got here. 14. Nat 20. 20, 20, 20. Grom, you remember that you had Randall procure your coach. Oh, yeah. And you own one now. Oh, we own one. And yeah. it's ready. We own a coach. And you own that. a coach. We, we were once looking to rent a wagon, and you own a coach. It was, there, it was kind of a, hey, Randall, buy us this coach while we run this 
errand. And then so that was it was in the workings while you guys tried to rent a wagon. But no, you came back and he's told you three times now. Well, your coach is ready. Do you do you want me to let me know? <laughs> I have totally missed that. The question would be then, do we go stay at Grinzander's or do we stay here for the night? I almost feel like the sooner we move, the better it would be for us. Also, it's close to midnight, so if that affects anything. I don't feel overly comfortable having a having what I've got on me. I can tell you that I'm I'm extremely tired, but I I do agree that not sitting here, they I, they probably know that we're here. If we could move without them seeing us. Everybody roll an intelligence roll. Nine. Seventeen. Sixteen. To ten. You would think to yourself, okay, the coaches are ready, but the company who provided the coach and everything, they might not be open right now. So we're gonna get moving. And maybe we should just sleep on it tonight. Hopefully come up with a plan for tomorrow. Shalius is... I mean, I do have some pretty good words. Pretty powerful. I'm for it. After she overhears you talking about uh, your plan of attack there. I can't believe I forgot we had a coach. Hey, fella, how about uh, we put uh, the little one up in your room. Uh, I'll play some magical wards. And we come down. And then we drink. And then we sleep. Sounds perfect. And for that, I mean, not to, not together. That I didn't mean for that to be like. Okay, you you, you understood me. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're getting all kinds of rides offered to you. When I say I had a coach, I'm speaking specifically about the coach. It would be wise for us to get a rest before we potentially encounter any other enemies as well. I. I know several people in our party need some rest. I think I will. Just rest with the child as well. I'm very much spent. I've got some work to do before I can go to sleep, but I think I'm ready to re- resign to the room for the evening. I'm going to start fiddling through one of my pouches and pull out a needle and a little vial of blue ink. Um, I would I would say that let gain here, chatting, whatever, uh, you managed to spend a little bit of time with that uh, vial of that you pulled from the place, so you can go ahead and have that. Thank you. Well then, all right, uh, yeah, I'm ready to do some words and do some drinking, so she stands up. We'll lead the way back. So whoever wants to go up to the room can go up to the room. Uh, you see as you stand up, again, the one with less words, Mayala, she catches Alistia's eye, holds up four fingers, and then points to the table. Alistia's like nods and goes off to the bar. It's apparent that uh, this crew is not afraid to tie one on in the face of danger. I don't know if I want to rally, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Shalia stands up and uh, leads the way to the to the room upstairs. So which one is yours? I had that one on the left right there. Oh, that's convenient. We're only two doors down. Where do you want to put the little one? So does this room have like multiple beds in it? They're all single bed, if I recall. I'll just kind of lay her on one side of the bed and just tuck her in. And, and then who else is uh, retiring to the room at this point? I am as well. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's... <laughs> Is this all the space we have? Is there a is there another room available, do you think? There's not very much room in here. I mean, we could definitely talk to Randall. I'm sure he'd be happy to give us another room, though only the one is indefinitely reserved, meaning there'd probably be more coin involved. Well, I'll leave that to y'all. I'm going to take a seat at the desk there. And... All right, do you want to uh, inquire with Randall? I think so, yeah. Why don't you make your way downstairs? And anybody go go with him? Sure. So the two of you make your way downstairs, and you walk up to the, the front desk, and... Oh, hello, Mrs. Toothy. 
Good to see you. Good to see you. Are having a good evening? Yeah, much better since we've gotten back. Oh, Thank good. you. Oh, good. It's always nice that we can provide, the siren can provide you the amenities that just make you comfortable and this just be a comfortable evening and a fantastic uh, stay. What can I do for you? Our party's a bit big for our single room. Hmm. Can we get one more? Wait, let me check my ledger here. Yeah. Pulls out the book and thumbs through it. He's like, he says, uh, we do have an opening, but it's uh, on the, the north side of the establishment. So uh, I guess if it, you don't mind being apart from each other, then that's uh, available. It's up to you. Oh, that far away. Hmm. Well, perhaps not. Do you have perhaps another rug or blanket available instead oh, of a room? Absolutely, absolutely. We could actually bring up another cot if you'd like. Oh, that would be that would be splendid. Uh, do you have more than one that you can bring up? That um, we can... I will have to check, but they're very flimsy and they're very not comfortable, but uh, we have them. Well, Beats sleeping on the floor. I'll send two up. Thank you. Thank you so much, Randall. You're welcome. And please enjoy, enjoy. Head back upstairs then. You uh, return to your room and Charlie is just like squared away? Not quite yet. Uh, we have some costs that are coming up, so once they get here, I believe the ward can be set. Very well. Everybody's retiring to the room at this point. Uh, I was going to go drink, but okay. I was actually going to ask you, since you are kind of dealing with the new realizations that you've been dealing with, the wards. Once we're there, once it's set, we can't go in and out. She thinks for a second. She says, well, if I take a few extra minutes, um, I can set these wards and I can uh, basically set them up as, uh, would you consider me an ally? Yes. Then, yes, you can pass these wards as often as you'd like. And if somebody that is not considered an ally tries to cross these wards, well, let's just say you will wake up. You might wake up to chaos, but uh, you will wake up. Then Marie can go down and drink and come back when he is ready. Grom's just sitting there at the chair. He's got his little bone needle and he's tattooing his chest over where the scars are setting up from his stitching. Shelly sits down and begins doing some sort of ritual that you are all unfamiliar with. Uh, Miramal Nair, you can return downstairs with the others. Have you done all your tattoos? Aye, not all of them. Some of them were done by the shamans of our tribe. I want to keep my protection of the Great Mother. I think she'd be offended if I let it sit. Freshen it up a bit. Can your kind get tattoos? <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. Well, perhaps one second. And I will cast Minor Illusion and make a tattoo on my arm. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, I'll do it. <laughs> Boy, I wish it was that easy for me. <laughs> ah, well, of course, this doesn't last very long, so... I'd paint some on you. i pull out a little thing of blue paint that I have as well. I think that would just blend in, don't you think? <laughs> it's a different color blue. It's the only color I have. But if we found some other colors, I'd give you some tribal tattoos. I think I would like that, actually. Never hurts to have protection of the Great Mother. All right. The cots are delivered. We'll shuffle around the furniture to make it easy enough to sleep. Make it so Murray has a, a clear path to his. Nirma's snoozing away in the corner of the bed. I'm just going to sleep in the chair facing the door. How much would a round of drinks for the elves cost? Uh, depends on how nice you want to make them. Like mid-grade? Mm, two gold. Okay. I'll hand three gold to the people who delivered the cots and buy a round for them. All right. Yeah, you guys settle in. You finish your your craft. Bit of a rough night, love. It's been such a long day. How's that all wearing on you? That was a lot to take in. I think I'm satisfied. It's a shame they found us when they did. I was getting ready to 
stake those bodies up out in front. That would have been glorious. Didn't even get a chance to burn it down. We'll probably have to go back. But I'd say anything we find like that. I don't know if I'll be able to help myself. I'm a bit impetuous, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> One of the many traits I enjoy. You guys settle in. Meryl Nero, you get Nerma, Nerma tucked in. Return down to the common room. And you see that uh, oh, Kai has decided to come out for one more. One more little, uh, little go-around. You sit down with the two elves. Charlie is up casting her ritual warding spells. Tam Naeth is there still absently feeding little pieces of meat to his hawk. Mal looks at you and says, So, Dragonborn, tell me about your chaos. This has been Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast, a Peace in the Chaos production. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, work hard and be kind.